Yeah, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord took it right on away because this episode was terrible. to our Star Trek Discovery Recap Freakcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, Anita Sarkeesian, and I am joined by the wonderful, amazing, definitely not funny. That's me. <laughs> not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Not even a little bit funny. I'm definitely not going to be, I, I'm not definitely not going to have anything humorous to say this week because my soul has been sucked out of my body. By this show, and I have nothing left to give. I believe I'm a husk. I, I believe you called it "quote unquote" hot garbage. It was bananas, bonkers. <laughs> like I was in a state of stu- how many levels of grief are there? Five. I went through seven. I hated this episode I am- so gd much. It more than the first two <laughs> episodes. But I, I, I'm sorry. I like, I have to just get into it. I don't even have time to preface this with like introduction, whatever. I hated this episode. I am so happy that you're back in the Star Trek Discovery is a shit nightmare fuel I'm not, show. I'm not. I was start. I was really starting to I know, but you're back be here hopeful. with me. You're back here with uh-uh, me. Don't, welcome welcome don't, back. Uh, yeah. Don't put that bad energy on me. I wanted to be happy in this new Star Trek show. Um but you just called the, the show hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord took it right on away because this episode was terrible. All right, so this episode was a, te- a like a temporal loop episode. Um, one of our our listeners, um, CeeLo, mentioned because we had we had talked CeeLo about CeeLo Green. Might, uh, I don't think so. Could I be. think someone cooler than that. Isn't CeeLo okay. a milkshake duck now that I know what that word means? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, I believe she mentioned that uh, the term that we were looking for before was a bottle episode, which is a term invented yeah. by the or, um, the cast and crew of the original series because uh, it would be it would be one self-contained story, right? It would be a right, ship in a right. bottle kind of episode, which isn't right. exactly what this was, but thank you because we clearly didn't remember that term. Uh, Thank but this God is for a temporal smart loop listeners. episode. You know, know, and normally, like, I'm on board for all of the, like, um, kind of tropey episodes. And so, you know, we got a time loop episode. Those are always huge favorites of mine. I'm looking forward to Discovery's garbage take on the Enterprise somehow ends up in the past and has to worry mm-hmm. about fucking um, up the timeline. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Ebony. I think uh, we are in the past because let me quote you some things from this episode. Saved by oh, the yeah, bell. Yeah. Huh, huh, huh. Staying alive Uh-oh. playing. Uh, pump up the volume. Wait, wait, wait. And my favorite. Out. Man cave. The fucking term Al man Green? cave still exists. When, listen, when the <laughs> doors to, I assume, the Discovery's version of 10 Forward opened up on the Space Disco, and they were playing Wyclef Jean's We're Trying to Stay Alive from the year of our Lord, 1997, I said, I'm out. I'm out. The only thing keeping that show on my TV at that moment was the fact that I get paid to do this job. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. And then you're going to give me a time loop episode. So I have to hear that BS over and over again. Oh my God. I almost walked into traffic. Seriously. I could not believe it. One, 
Okay, can Have, we wait? Okay, does this show posit that there is no new music? Follow up question. <laughs> Of all the stuff you're going to harken back to from the 20th century, that's what you bring? Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Okay, also, why? What century? We're 22nd century, 24th. Where are we in the timeline? I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) At this point, I've stopped doing research. I've stopped taking notes. This show gets no more effort from me. Why are parties in the future on a professional like military ship a fucking frat party like they've got beer pong they've got like okay i just you're like making out in corners with your coworkers i you just know what it is? i don't i didn't, <laughs> I didn't uh, what i found funny was that the party looked like a really fun bar mitzvah but i was like that doesn't seem like the way you would party on board an interstellar vessel you know like i feel like y'all could you know expend a few more space bucks hire a better dj you know and really get this party lit also i have a serious question here i am confused about tilly because i thought they were going one way with her character and i was on board for that i think it's it's so important that we get like nuanced complicated you know caring portrayals of people who are you know not neurotypical and so I was really looking forward to what her character was going to be and what she was going to represent on board this ship but then like yeah she's just I don't know kind of giggly and goofy at the party and I was like you don't seem like the kind of person who has like social awkwardness or trouble interacting with people at all like whatever your issue was clearly it's fixed by alcohol join the club that's not being neurotypical (laughs) I felt very betrayed yeah I I feel the exact same way like I I as the show has been progressing and like I just I'm like I don't think that these people like the writers actually know anything of what they're doing when it comes to portraying folks with like that are neuroatypical and granted I'm not Mm -hmm. like a super expert in this arena at all but like this episode was the one where I'm like oh you really don't know what the fuck you're doing like she turned into she turned into a sorority girl and is like obsessed with boys and is doing beer pong and like getting wasted at a frat party and I'm like Wait, that's not how this yeah, like, works. She's she's essentially just become Burnham's wingman, you know, and she yeah, has the potential yeah. to be so much more. To be someone well, who's wing woman. who's yeah, but this show's garbage. So wingman and <laughs> like she had the potential to be so much more and be her own uh, character apart from her relationship with Burnham. But instead, she's just like the giggly good time girl. Not with it. She does have beautiful hair, though. I was glad that we got to see her hair down again. Yes, it was really super gorgeous. Yeah, man, yeah. this fucking show. All right. So yeah. I wait, do you. Do you <laughs> OK, so there is a time loop. Uh, the best part of the show was uh, Mud, who is a one, great actor mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. and like was yeah. his 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 deceive his deceit and scheming. I thought was mm-hmm. really enjoyable to watch. Everything around yeah. it was hot garbage. Yeah, uh, but but he he you know bless him for being a part of this. Yeah, Rain Wilson like really bites off as much scenery as possible, which is exactly what you want from a from a uh, Harcourt Fenton Mud character. Um, I I am wondering though, 
again, you know, like there's established Star Trek canon. And, you know, these characters, the characters who already exist, like Sarek, like, um, like Mud, etc., you know, we already sort of know who they are. And so there's only so much you can do with them uh, in Discovery to change that. And this version of Mud, as fun as he is to watch, he's also much more like actively malicious and evil. There's very little of the like campy whimsy um, mm. that he displayed in the original series. And... Again, as much as I like Rain Wilson's portrayal, I, it, it, there's no way that I associate what he's doing with the the mud of, of yeah, the original yeah, yeah. series. You know? I can see that but, being I mean, disorienting. Yeah. I, I didn't see the... I, so I, I haven't watched all of the original series, so I don't know the character and I don't know what... Anita, you have, so much, you have so much spare time. Why are you not watching <laughs> That's really the original funny. series? It's Catch it jokes. up. Good joke, mm-hmm. Zebedee. Good joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that really bothered me at the beginning of this episode was... Everything? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Also, in terms of storytelling, like, how fast they were like, oh, time loop. Oh, Stamets already knows what's going on. Like, they did yep. one loop, and then they were like, okay, you get it now. And I'm like, no, you've got to work us into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Yeah. Like, I understand why they made that call, because they're trying to they're trying to pull in so much, right? They're trying to show so right. many loops that have so like to move the story forward. But I was mm-hmm. like, yo, you didn't give me anything as a viewer to be invested and know at all what's going on. And you're purely re- you're you are just purely um, relying on just like trope city for me to yeah. S- yeah. stick around and not in a good way. Yeah. And I think, you know, I would have appreciated like granted they're, they're, they're working with a, a finite amount of time. And like you said, the story has to keep moving forward. But there seemed to be, did we even get to see, like, Burnham or Tyler disbelieving Stamets? Like, they immediately believed him. And I just thought, based on your relationship, or in Tyler's case, non-relationship with this dude, like, of course, it it would take much longer for him to convey this information. But they kept saying they had 30 minutes, and people, like, they were just like, got it, time loop, I'm in. Let's figure this out, Scooby gang. Yeah. You know? I know. I'm right there with you. I was like, oh, so... Having Stamets, who's clearly losing his mind, immediately be like, name of creature, whatever. Uh, And so then they're like, no, we will not follow Starfleet protocol because you said this one thing to us in the hallway randomly. Like, come on. Like, I just, like, you, there's no consistency here and it's purely just plot driven. And that shit drives me nuts. Cause like, yeah, uh, cause no one would listen to Stamets. No one, no. no one likes Stamets on that ship. Not even exactly. his partner. I'm convinced Culber's with him because he's being paid to be with him. <laughs> no one likes him. No one would listen to him. They would be giving him the gas face. They would throw him in sick bay and be like, work whatever this is out, dude. Whatever. Dude, he was so... I just... I don't know what they're doing with him. Like, he's so wacky and goofy. And then, okay, mm-hmm. I know, whatever. This episode was ridiculous, so I'm just going to skip around a bunch. Watching him give... <laughs> Burnham relationship advice killed girl. me. Girl. <laughs> killed me. <laughs> I know. I was like, first of all, I guarantee you, your relationship with Dr. Culber is the very first human relationship you've ever had. Stamets, no one else has ever wanted to date you. So where do you get off telling someone else, this is how you go about approaching someone, right. here's how you and express yourself, how yeah. you communicate it. Like, dude, you're barely human. I don't want to hear it. I know. And also he, uh, 
Like, so he gives her this advice and makes her dance and shit. And you're like, you're, you have precious time. What are you doing? And then also, she's not going to remember this. But lo and behold, right. in the next yeah. episode, she's like, I'm going to ask you to dance. And it's going to be super awkward. And can we talk about how horrible it is to see them together? Like, so the whole gross. Thing, her so being like, gross. The whole, so like, gross. I like you. I don't know what's happening. I don't know feelings. I'm like, you're not a goddamn robot woman. Seriously, seriously. Like, okay, also. <laughs> like, it's not as if Vulcans don't pair off, you know? So yeah. the notion of, <sighs> you know, intimate relationships is not, should not be foreign to her, even yeah. though she says she's not. And, then, like, and the fact <laughs> that she's never been yeah. in love, I get it, whatever. Let me tell you something. I don't like sex or romance in my Star Trek unless it's in fanfic. I don't need it on the screen, you know? <laughs> That's where I come down. So the minute, I think we're like minute three, where, you know, Burnham is lying on her space bunk, delivering her, you know, personal log, and she's like, blah, blah, blah. You know, I find this dude intriguing. I just, I don't want it. And can we at least, can we get a season of these people before folks have to start pairing off? Just a season with them being people with you know, their own hopes and desires that have nothing to do with being happily coupled off. Like, go off and, you know, have as much sex as you want in D-Deck. I don't care about it, but I don't need to see it. Yeah, I agree. I think that the coupling off this early and, like, building in, like, romance narratives is really stupid. First of all, we, we do we even trust this guy yet? Like, it's totally just built in. No. But, like, it makes sense that, like, he outranked everybody who was, like, in line to become security officer. Okay, randomly. and he's not any good. He's not well, any good. Exactly. Do you remember, like, at the beginning of the space loop when the, the Gormagander, the Gormangast, whatever the thing is called, the space whale, like... Okay, so Harvey Mudd gets spit out off the space whale's tongue and starts shooting everybody. And then Tyler's up on the bridge being like, you know, blah, blah, Burnham's saying there's this. And I'm like, shouldn't you be moving a little bit faster? Shouldn't you be hustling? Like, he, yeah, go he save just your girlfriend, seems so dude. dead. Yeah, like, do the chief of security. Pick it up. I thought that her big secret being I've never been in love was the dumbest Garbage. thing ever. Because I was Garbage. Like, first of all, that's not a secret because no shit. But like, exactly. we already know that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my god. It just was so like and you know, I'm a big fan of teenage girls, having been one myself. But it was such a teenage girl kind of secret. I've never been in love. Dude, I'm telling you, it's what? just I don't shit the uh, the, I think there's particular moments where I really just think that the acting is so dry in a way that I can't get behind. Like, there's an inconsistency mm -hmm. to the way she portrays Burnham that just really fucking bugs me. And, like, it, the, it's the waffling between, like, trying to be human and then, like, being, like, you know, uh, super, super stoic and, like, I am doing my job. Uh, I It's just, I, I just, I don't. I mean, I just don't think she's she's nailing this character in any way that's making me like the show any better. But I do remember what I was going to mm -hmm. say, which I may have cut me. out that I forgot what I was going to say. So now you were. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Oh, my God. You're now. showing our listeners how the sausage is made. I totally am. Can, OK. As someone who is in professional settings often with professional who? people. You? Yes, me. And in like what? at part at like professional setting parties and stuff, no way you don't in go shit, to parties. <laughs> no way in shit would I make out with someone in the middle of like 
my colleagues and coworkers and like people. Oh, okay. Listen, and I understand like they're on a ship. Talk about a bottle episode. Like they have bottle lives, right? So what else are you going to do? There's, you know, except for like private quarters, you know, where do you go? Yeah, where there's not going to be but, anyone else, but but spilling out into the hallways, in the corridors. <laughs> also, I thought it was funny that that Stamets and Burnham were dancing in the corridor, and I was like, it was like the runners. I was like, people are trying to walk here. <laughs> Get out of the hallway. Did Did you like the 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 runners that were yelling like left as they were going by? Yeah, because <laughs> because I wanted to be like, go go run in the gym, you know. You yeah, dum-dums. Yeah. What the heck? No, <laughs> Get off the real, corridors. Like, these are... So, first of all, she's already notorious for who she is. He is now, mm-hmm. like, a, a high-ranking officer. They are both bridge crew. Like, you don't... Yeah. You don't yeah. do that. Like, you just... It's you, been, it's been I, weeks. Exactly. And I am wondering, will we get, like... You know, occasionally, the Next Generation did this really well, where we would get an episode about kind of, like, the B-team, you know, and none of yeah. the, the main folks would be in it. Are we going to get an episode of the B-team of Discovery people being like, yeah, I thought that promotion was mine. I really thought, you know, I was oh, in I line for chief so. of security. But God, then we might get this, more interesting people. Yeah, God. but then this jackleg Ash Tyler comes on board and starts <laughs> finessing his way onto the bridge. And now, you know, I'm third in line again. And yet, there's only so many bridge positions. I get that Lorca digs Burnham, thinks that she's the one who's going to help them win the war. But dude, literally, she's been on board like a couple of weeks. Give people some time to get used to her. Dude, for real. Also, uh, can we can we talk about this choice line? Never hide <laughs> no. who you are. That's how relationships <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I thought I heard that and was like, or disagree. My personal experience would indicate otherwise, but you do you. <laughs> but I'm like, of all the relationship advice that one could give, that's the one piece of advice, like the top of the top. Like, who the yeah, fuck wrote yeah. this shit? Uh, also, also when she goes to give herself up to uh, to to mud in order to be mm-hmm. like to try to protect Tyler or whatever, so that they can yeah. con the con man. Uh, yeah. And she, he says, what's in it for you? And she says, Lieutenant Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I fucking died. Oh, God. It's, this is. Help. Yeah. Help is, you know what? I I did have a moment um, that I was unprepared that for when Lorca kept getting shot. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Like, I lost my mind. That was a high point. I was enjoying it so much. But before that, there was actually a moment where I briefly warmed to Lorca. And it was, I think, on the, like, second or third time loop when when Burnham says, hey, I want to run point on, you know, the space whale. And he says, yeah, I don't, I don't give a crap. And then and Tyler's like, yeah, I want to be, I want to go out and do security. And Lorca's like, I still don't give a crap. And I was like, cosign. I don't either. Yeah, Lorca and I are right good. on board. Yeah. I also realized that, um, like, I was like, th- him dying a bunch should have been so much more satisfying to me than it was. But it was because he wasn't in the episode. And I didn't, like, have all the hate built up that I normally do. Like, there wasn't the, we were no, it was war. just funny. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't tragic. It wasn't, it was just. <laughs> But it was honestly hilarious. <laughs> they could have leaned into that more and had him like run into stuff, fall over things, get cut in half or whatever. <laughs> it was a delightful moment of comedy for me. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay, the other thing, if we're talking about, like, character development and progress, right? One of the overarching themes is that Burnham is learning how to be human, right? She's learning, even though she spent seven years on a fucking ship with humans, whatever. Uh, right? So she's learning how to have, like, feelings and emotions or whatever. But, like, there is no progress being made. Literally every episode, she says, what I'm feeling is complicated and strange. Like, I'm picturing, yeah. like, like, like she's, like, a teenager and, like, She's getting turned on for the first time ever. She's like, yeah. what is this weird feeling between my no, legs? Seriously. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't have the same antipathy towards um, Sonequa Martin-Green or her her acting um, that you do. Like, I actually enjoy her. I like seeing her. I like seeing what she's doing. I think she's doing the best with what she's given, which, again, is hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do wish she had someone. See, this is why it would have been really cool if they had continued with the trajectory I thought they were going to take Tilly on. Like those, both of them kind of exploring, like how to inhabit your emotions, um, how to engage with other people, like honestly and truthfully and sincerely, but you know, nevertheless, protect yourself, whatever. Like, I think they could have done something interesting, but instead, yeah, we get Burnham as it's like she was raised by wolves and this was her first exposure to humans. And so when she says stuff like, you know, my emotions are complicated, they're supposed to be dummy. Like, I just want someone to say to her, <laughs> you're not special. Like, you're not figuring out something that's like a big, like, none of us know what we're doing. That's that's the essence of humanity. Now get to work. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think that they probably, like, I think what they're, so they will probably do what you are asking of them in terms of Tilly. I think they're just really inconsistent. So they're like, oh, we need to do comedy here. Let What characters do we have at our disposable, at disposal? So, like, you know, when they do that weird shit with Stam, it's like his facial expressions half the time. I was like, what? What is they're happening bananas. to his face? They're, yeah. they're bananas, you know? And, like, and I feel like, I yeah, fully expect his skin suit to dissolve. He's not real. I... Exactly. And also, like, with Tilly, I think, I feel like they just use her, like, for convenience sake of whatever story they're trying to tell, as opposed to being con- consistent with her character and what her relationship is with Burnham. Like, like you can throw in all the fucking exposition you want by being like, Tilly's my only friend, and I'm in love right. with Tyler, and whatever. But, right. like, it doesn't mean that, that like, sh- her character and, like, her, you know... I. I hate using the word agency when it comes to characters, but like mm-hmm. her agency as a character, I guess, is just right. it's so all over the place because she's just there for the convenience of whatever needs to be written that week. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, one of the one of the strengths, one of, uh, part of the magic of Star Trek is that the characters that we've come to know and love were all so quintessentially themselves. And you got to know what that was going to be pretty quickly. Yes, there was growth and evolution the way that there is for, you know, every creature that lives and breathes. But, you know, each person, you know, like you kind of knew who they were, like what the essence of the of them was. This show is taking, I feel, too long to figure that out with Tilly. And they're kind of cheating, you know? And yeah, they're just making her be like a plot wooby, you know, in a way that I'm not digging. And I really, I don't like it because I really like her. I like what she could be. And so I'm still yeah. holding out hope, you know, it's still yeah. Tilly Saru forever. Like those are still my favorite characters. Yeah. 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 I'm with you on that. Um, all right. Should we go into listener comments or do you have more shit you want to talk about with this? Let me, <laughs> let me, episode? let me, let me <laughs> scroll through my page and a half of notes. Normally I'm like, I'm such an avid note taker. I'll have like 40 pages of notes. This, I literally have a page and a half and it's mostly being like, this is garbage. This yeah. is garbage. 
Okay, I've got two things, actually, that I want to say, even though I yeah. prompted you. Um, mm-hmm. One, so the only part of Stamets talking to Burnham about relationships is I like hearing him talk about being gay Mm-hmm. Like as a normalized thing in this world that is acceptable yeah. because yeah. of the history of Star Trek being so homophobic. Like I appreciate that, even if it's super cringy. <clears throat> yeah. And it was great then- seeing that other like um, the lesbian couple in the background, like at the party or whatever. You know, too often when we get gay characters, lesbian characters, queer characters as a whole, it's like one right? They're tokenized. But to have it be like, yeah, on a ship of, you know, 150 people or whatever, more than two people are going to be gay. Come on. I totally missed that. I was too busy fucking cringing and rolling my eyes back at that goddamn party scenes. That's okay. Uh, Every episode, either I miss something or you miss something. We're just keeping it, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, The other thing I wanted to say, and this was this was disappointing because I've I'm finding that I really like watching Burnham interact with creatures. Like as soon mm-hmm. as she stepped mm-hmm. down there and was like, Oh, like what are you? Like what's going on with you? And then it was and then realizing that the creature's just there as like a you know, it is just there to move the plot forward so that he can get so Mud could get the crystals on the ship or whatever. I was kind of sad because I'm like, I'm really enjoying the moments where she is doing what she's good at and what she's knowledgeable at. And like, that is the, like, that's the the part of her that she's trying to tap into. The humanity Mm -hmm. is coming out with different creatures and and animals and that sort of thing. So I want, I want more of that. Like, I want to see them explore that a little bit further. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Yay. Yay. Uh, Let me give you a real quick hair update uh, before we go into listener comments. Uh, In my hair report this week, not going to lie, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it. I I like the waves and the thickness of Burnham's hair, but something was a little bit off for me this week. It kind of... It kind of looked like she slept in a wave cap, but she's got too much hair for that. That's going to be a comment that, you know, our one black listener out of the three total that we have is going to get. But Joe Black Attacks, you feel me, right? Like, there's something Wait, about that. hold on. For us, for us people who don't know. Google it. Cap is. Google, uh, uh, Google <laughs> it. I ain't got the time to explain. I got time to explain. Google it. I'll look it up. Yeah, fair, fair. That is a perfectly, I should I should not be making you have to explain things like that to me. So good, That's right, good, especially good when there's so out. many, uh, at least model, because there's so many other things that I could be explaining to you. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Um, okay, so we are super enjoying all of your comments on Facebook and Twitter yeah. and reading them. And it's a joy to be engaging with all of you. Uh, one that I particularly liked from last week mm-hmm. um, on Twitter, Alana says, if sticking Stamets in a tank and stabbing him with needles keeps changing his personality, we can only hope he's a mushroom by season end. I love that. <laughs> I loved it so much. I wanted to favorite that like five times, but I don't think <laughs> Let's, you can do that. <laughs> it would be great if he turned into a mushroom and we buried him under dirt. Can we, Which leads, oh. leads like, can into... Can we eat him, or is that gross? That's disgusting. That's gross, Anita. Don't take it to the bad place. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> at Ensign Jen asked me why I hate Stamets so much. Mm-hmm. She said, I get that he's not likable, but your hatred of him seems pretty deep-seated. And you are <laughs> right. Ensign Jen, Stamets is not funny. He is smarmy, but not in a charming way. His super light eyebrows freak me the hell out. (laughs) I don't like how he reminds me of Alan Tudyk, but not like a good... It's like, if this was a mirror universe, 
and Nazi scientists had to create a robot Alan Tudyk, that's who they would come up with. I don't like it. I'm not into it. I never will be. Fair. You know, Yeah. I think it's fair. You cannot like him. I There was some someone uh, was a little bit upset at how much we don't like Stamets. And, you know, because he is the like openly gay character, I fully appreciate and love that there's an openly gay mm-hmm. character on the show and that it's acceptable. I just don't like him. And that's yeah, I love Colbert, just, his that. partner. Yeah, yeah I wish we were getting Ricky. more Wilson Cruz, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah. But uh, but as opposed but to Stamets, him, just like, not into it. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, all right, so uh, Gabriel on Facebook left us a message saying, um, I'm almost positive. At, so we were talking about the telescope that Michael receives from Captain Giorgio. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. it's the one from her ready room as it was slightly beat. Do you guys uh, think it's a bit silly that someone had to go to the ship graveyard where, <laughs> where there was a derelict Klingon ship flying around salvaging parts from other destroyed Klingon vessels to space <laughs> Just face walk into the captain's ready room on the Shenzhou to retrieve that telescope, or do you think someone grabbed it during the evacuation for basically no reason? I, I love it. I know. I, oh my I, god! Wait, wait, I get why they would write that in, into it for emotional punch and all, but I don't think it makes any sense. <laughs> it was amazing. It's this so didn't good. even occur to me. Me either. It didn't even me occur either. To me. Absolutely, it makes no sense, and you're super right. Like, where the fuck did that come yeah. from? Oh my god! Yeah, that that comment is a plus plus. That's oh my god! <laughs> I'm, so you know good. what I'm picturing? I'm picturing. I don't even know how to articulate what I'm picturing. Like, say say like the you read the final will and testament, and then some like person is then almost like Blade Runner style. Like a, a replicant is like required to make all of the things happen, and so like someone right. is just out there salvaging because they have to, and they're like, God <laughs> right. damn this like binding contract I have. I know. They're just like, they're sifting through space recycling and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. It was really good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got a clarification from many people um, about something we said last weekend. So we got this from Axe Beard, Meta Chicken, Karan Boy, Trek Comic, M. Baratara. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but many of you pointed out that the thing that Lorca pulls out at the end of last week's episode was his phaser. It wasn't something he had taken from the ad- Admiral. It wasn't something else. It was his phaser. And it was meant to call back to, you know, like when he and the Admiral slept together, he pulled out the phaser on her because, you know, she startled him, whatever. It's meant to show that, you know, he's still not over it. <clears throat> he's still in that that mental frame of mind. So thanks okay, for that correction. But, yeah, but that's fucking stupid. Of course, it was one well, day. <laughs> it, was, it was one day. Like, that callback is so... Like, I would never think that he would stop doing that after one motherfucking day. Like... Listen, I'm just telling dumb. you what the people are telling me, which <laughs> so is that we didn't... It wasn't something from the Admiral. It was his phaser. No, it was clearly fair. a callback to that I, moment. I... Th- Absolutely. Thanks for thank, thanks for clarifying that. I apparently was trying to make it much more meaningful than it really was. <laughs> well, that's stupid. on you. That's on you. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's next? Um. We got yeah. More? So we had a couple. Yeah, we had a, a couple more um, uh, comments and questions and wild theories. <laughs> People keep asking. If we're watching the Orville, I think you are. I'm not. The way my mental health is set up, I don't willingly walk into a <laughs> Seth MacFarlane project. So y'all can quit asking me about that. It's not happening. Uh, I watched it. Um, okay, so I, 
I don't know. What, okay, I fucking hate Seth MacFarlane. Like, I hate everything he does. I hate his mm-hmm. smarmy-ass, stupid, weirdly dumb face. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, I was like, no way am I watching this because I can't stand watching him. Somehow, for some reason, I started watching it. I don't know. Wh- I really don't know why. And you played yourself. Thing. Here's the thing. Like, it's really hard to get over him because he's awful. And obviously, I like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, of course you made yourself the captain, you piece of shit, mm-hmm. dude, that has to be yeah. in d- d- attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. I understand why my friends who recommended it to me recommended it to me, though. Because, like... Because they hate you? Yes, 100%. You need new friends. (laughs) Well, you won't be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You don't pay me enough. (laughs) So, um... It, it it harkens back to next generation, like it really super does in this way that uh, hush that your mouth discovery isn't. No, no, no. I'm not saying it is that. I'm saying that like the the sort of the feeling of it in some ways, the the rhythms of the episodes, the things that they're doing on it, like the the like minorly campy stuff. Like there's a there is some there's warmth to it that I mm-hmm. that made me continue watching it. Um, you know, it's a little more adult, quote unquote. So there's definitely like. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely some sexist shit in there, but there's also some really funny random stuff that, like, you know, at one point, one of the characters gets a, a like, um, a cannabis edible out of the replicator, and I was like, all right. What? And then, like, the first officer is, like, the captain's ex-wife, and so, like, there's obviously yeah. all of this shit that goes on there that, it, like, some of it is actually amusing and funny, and some of it is dumb. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, if it wasn't Seth MacFarlane, I... I would maybe recommend, I would, I would hesitate. I would, I would cautiously recommend it, but mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot in good conscience recommend anyone to watch Seth MacFarlane ever. Yeah. No, Seth so MacFarlane is, is always a hard pass for me. Always. Seth MacFarlane, Steely Dan and mayonnaise. Three things I got no time like for. Mayonnaise? Never will. It's Ebony. disgusting. It's this, wow. you know what? We'll talk about it on a future episode, a special episode. Okay. I'm yeah. a very big fan of mayonnaise, especially like the fancy what? ass aiolis how, and shit. That's how did, that doesn't even make like mayonnaise. This is blowing my mind. What does it take for you to be a mayonnaise fan? Like it's not even something. Oh my, I'm I, done. It's just it's I'm delicious. Done. You want that on your sandwich? Oh, like that is the right. <laughs> oh, I can't. No, I wish, I'm, I wish you could see Ebony's face right now. She's so repelled. Oh, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Mm. All right, so that's about the Orville. Uh, yeah. That's my take. Uh, yeah, so anyways, we have had, like Anita said, great comments and questions, so please keep them coming. If you hear something from us that like we didn't catch or we misunderstood based upon our incomplete amateurish knowledge of Star Trek, please let us know um, via Twitter. We actually love engaging with all y'all. So, and it's been, it's been really fun um, reading the kinds of like wild theories that some of y'all are coming up with. It's been really great. Yeah, it is very lovely. I'm loving all of the cat gifts. There's, there's a couple puppy gifts in there. It's very A plus plus. Thank you. Um, nice. We are up on iTunes. Finally, I made it happen. Magically. Um, So we should be on pretty much all the networks that you might use to listen to podcasts. Uh, If Mm -hmm. you have any issues or if there's any anywhere that we're missing, let us know. Um, They've they've announced that they're going to renew this for a second season. So God damn it. We're (laughs) We're in it to win it. Yeah, we'll be around for that. 
Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, check out feministfrequency.com. You can watch episodes of The Freak Show that we release every couple of weeks. We've got lots of different stuff going on over there. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had something I was about to say, and I totally fucking lost it. Sorry, what? I keep I keep interrupting because I'm so no, filled okay. with rage, like I know. white hot space rage. It's it's real. Space rage is real. I like. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I totally fucking lost what I was gonna say. I really legitimately had a thing. Um, you need to go to sick bay. Oh, <laughs> shut up! I'm gonna cut all this out.